welcome in to your local rock concert. <laughs> Mikey and Luke back in the studio. Beautiful disaster, that one, mate. That's what we're talking about, right? That's what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> the two words to sum up 2023 from Mikey, beautiful disaster. That's it. It's basically the way I'm looking at it, mate. It's... Uh Seems to be all lining up to be economic-wise, but a carnage. Yeah, I don't, I don't really see how it can't be. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got, we've been asked a question, right? We have been asked the question: What twenty twenty three has in store? What does it have in store? And I reckon we can cover it in two ways: one, our general thoughts of what we think may play out in twenty twenty three, and then secondly, uh, what we can see happening for ourselves in 2023, what yeah. we've got on. Yeah, so I've got um, five main points here. Nice. That I've written down, and then I've got little bullets under them. So number one, a recession, and what does that mean? Uh, number two, I reckon global oil issues. Okay. Fuck, I just sold all my oil stocks yesterday. <laughs> Should I Num- be getting those back? <laughs> yeah, I do think so. Oh, shit. But okay. who knows? Yeah. Um, number three... A nasty New Zealand election. Yeah. Yep. Number four, unemployment. And number five, I've got the blame game. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, so, we love blaming people. <laughs> yes. So yep. those are my five things that come straight to mind. And um, those are going to be things we all have to navigate, right? Yeah. But those are the things that are important for me to keep an eye on and then handle, I think. Yeah. Other stuff will pop up. Um, but this is just like the structure of what I'm thinking about for over the next 12 months. In my head, it's actually 2024, probably into 2025 as well. But, you know, okay. it is what it is. So we're talking a good few years of uh, some of these things. Yeah, and if it gets better earlier, then sweet. Well, on that first one, so recession, let's start there because it is the talk of the town, yeah, talk the, of the country. It's the big, uh, the big R that everyone loves talking about, the media grabs onto and... Yeah. That I keep blabbing about as well, mate. <laughs> There's a very important element regarding recessions that people should keep in mind. Because I reckon we're talking about it and we're going to talk ourselves into it. Or we're going to... like I don't know why they're talking about it so loudly now when it's been quite evident that that's probably where we were headed. Mm. So recession by... I think America went into a technical recession, didn't they? Two two quarters of yeah. negative and growth. They, and they, they said, no, 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 no. They, that's te- not a they changed the definition. definition of it by saying that the first quarter was... A lower, a, a bigger drop, and the second quarter was a smaller drop. So they think that it, it's yeah, just a load of shit. Anyway, they were in a technical recession, um, but, but I think next year there will be a, a grunty one. So that means consistent negative, well, consistent no oh, months of no growth in an economy. Contraction, yeah, yeah, contraction is the word I was looking for. Yep. We're having contractions. Yep. Send us to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and the thing to be mindful of, people, is that. We make like data is measured in New Zealand quarterly, so every three months, and then it takes two and a half months to get that data out. So nearly every time we get data, it's two and a half months old. <laughs> well, we like yeah. If you think of it like that, we could by the time we get the information confirming that we're in a recession, we might be on the way out of it. Well, yeah, it'll be this time so next like, year. It's a, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not something to. I don't know. I'm I love learning about the economic side of it and what happens and all these kind of things. But you just have to try and not care yeah. too much about it because the the formula of like doing a good job providing value and making money will still be the same. Yeah. Um, like I've got down here, uh, I'm ex- for me, I'm expecting 
little to no growth in my business, but I'm preparing for five years, not 12 months. Zoom out, baby. So I'm looking to be in pole position when we fire up again. Max Verstappen's in the building. Yeah. So that's the way I look at it, right? I'm like, okay, recession's coming. Might be really hard to grow. I'll be honest with myself. I'll try and grow. If I do, win. If I don't, I want to make sure that when we do grow again, I'm at the, at the start of the grid. You know? yep. I'm ready to fucking just pump it. I've just had this random thought, mate, and it is that, so I was going to go through three different conversations that I've had recently mm-hmm. from three different types of client. Now, the narrative from the top down from Adrian Orr mm. is saying tighten the belt. Everyone's pretty familiar with that. We need you to slow down your spending, tighten the belt. I had someone who has direct access to government-type entities, public sector entities, and very, very quickly after that sort of real Adrian Orr, well, Jack and the OCR, tighten the belt, it was, hey, mate, what's your thoughts on this? I'm getting pushback now about what I charge, and I'm wondering, do I just decrease a little bit in terms of what I charge to, to lock some work in for these people or do I back myself, or what happens if I don't get as much work? And so we had an interesting conversation on that, but I said, tell me what's driving this thinking. He said, well, I'm already getting a bit of like, hey, mate, you know, we're going into a, a slower year, things are tightening up, you need to um, think about what you're charging us, we don't know if we can do all of that. He's going, hmm, okay. And I reckon that we're being talked into this behaviour, which is what they're trying to do, but I think it will... Will it happen quite quickly and they'll have to keep punching the message down our throats for it to to happen? I just saw some retail data. 43% of Kiwis, they fucking like 43% of Kiwis, mate. The poll was 1,011 people. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, real good data there. Yeah. So 43% of Kiwis um, have said that they're going to spend less on Christmas than they did last year. Okay. Yeah. Believe that when we see it. Yeah, good. But also, clients coming in here are saying, well, I just don't know what 2023 looks like. But I, I say, what did 2022 look like? And in 2020, did you know what 2021 was going to look like? But when things seem harder, it's easier for us to be like, fuck. Well, yeah, I don't yeah. know what it's going to look like. Absolutely. Well, what you can do is determine how it will look like for you if you set goals, go after those things, and take the actions that are required to get to the point you want to get to. Now, the, the random thought that I had in my head was, imagine if we had a Reserve Bank Governor of People's Health mental health, physical, and something like that. And they got up quarterly and were like, we've been matching the data, looking at the data, and you fucks out there aren't uh, exercising enough. <laughs> so we're saying you need to do this and like could actually talk people into doing those types of things. Or you're all, we're, we're tracking your meditation and you're not meditating. We know that's proven to help mental health. So you need to start meditating uh, and could like talk people into those directions. But yeah. they use it with a narrative around an economy and everyone's like, oh, shit. Like suddenly they think they're going to take some form of action from like a government level to a person buying Christmas presents to business owners worrying about what the year looks like. And I think we talk ourselves into the inevitable outcome faster than what it may come. Because for me, I reckon the only thing that is going to drive the economy down, not the only thing, but there's just going to be a decrease in disposable income, but from a New Zealand perspective, but really, we're going to wake up one morning, the US stock market's going to be down 20%, and we're going to be like, holy fuck, what happened? Then we're all going to shit the bed, and be like, what is going on here? It'll be something global that happens, or yeah, one yeah, piece yeah. of data, and we'll go, oh my God, yeah, like yeah, we yeah. are in this. <laughs> yeah, 
that's probably what's coming. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. In, in New Zealand alone, I think there's a lot of people that probably have got themselves or can get themselves to a point where they're a bit recessionish proof mm. uh, if they want to, but that'll be how do we deal with the impact of some overseas gnarly shit that mm. will blindside all of us. Yeah. Well, like being recession proof is um, – there's a couple of things, I think. I think 80% of being recession-proof is your mind. Nice. Um, so, like, I am personally feel like I'm just ready to take on the next two to five years any any carnage. Any carnage. Yeah. Um, but I've also spent, like, a year to 18 months thinking about it. Yeah, true. So I've put a lot of effort into being ready for this. Um like I've got some exciting things here about what it means. I think mortgage, a few mortgage brokers will leave the industry. How yeah, good? Which means Mikey will be growing. Yeah, because he'll be buying up their businesses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got uh, people people reduce marketing budget. I've hundred x mine, so Mikey's scaling that. Nice. So I'm going to basically double down whenever I generally reduces marketing. It's one of the first things they seem to cut. Um. And I put exotic cars on tick might be cheap. Oh, <laughs> might be Lambo so time. It might be Lambo time, mate, if they get cheap enough. Shit. So yeah, I've got some. I've got some good plans for the next couple of years, eh? I like it. Um, but I do think that like the recession, you you have to do. If you're in a business that's going to get affected in a tough time, then you have to do the preparation with your balance sheet and all that kind of stuff, uh, and your personal life and your expenses and things. But eighty percent of it is just know that it's coming. Take out the issues and figure out the issues in your mind that think might hit you, and then just keep walking forward. Yeah, I don't think um, like the stuff won't shut down completely. It's not like um, well, I touch wood. It's not like an asteroid's hitting Earth and you're going to be the last one surviving. Like all the people will still be here. <laughs> well, <laughs> and will still be wanting to earn a dollar, mm. wanting to have a better life. Like none of those things change. Yep. Those things will stay the same in any condition. Um, so yeah, it just means that you can't make you know, stupid money on capital gains on property, you know, well, we've got this Good. environment. Yeah. Sorry. So it teaches, you know, there's 5.5% term deposits right now. Mm. Super safe, and all of a sudden that's looking like the best return in any market. <laughs> I think we spoke about this briefly the other day off pod. I looked up putting some money into one, and then I was like, oh, I, don't, I think I want the access to the cash. Yeah, So same. I've got to work through that mentally in my yeah. head. Okay, do I really need the access to that cash? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's a funny one. Or do you just figure out how to make more cash. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, there's all sorts of things that you have to think about in your own mind and sort out for yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that that's coming and it is what it is, so who cares? To me, it doesn't seem like, for me, a recessionary time or, and maybe I'm like, it's the little bubble that I go into, but it seems all the places I go to, they're still busy and so there's no fear in the streets and I compare this to COVID. I know they're not, you can't really com- uh, compare them. I shouldn't have said that because this might fucking come up through the Spotify, it can like pick up when you're talking about the uh, type of beer virus, eh? <laughs> so then it flags it, it's like, oh, be careful. Anyway, um, people weren't going out. They were in like fear mode and they were mm. like, um, you know, there, there was just this, this fear and aura of fear around people and, you know, you'd bump into people in the lift it and they'd scary. lose their shit. It yeah. was scary. I nearly got arrested a couple of times. But I feel like a recession <laughs> should. We'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. A recession could like should kind of be a little bit like that. 
Mm. Now they're trying to say fucking in November 2021 stop buying houses and now it's like just stop spending we're trying mm. to get inflation under control went to a cafe this morning and it's just absolutely rammed like mm. lucky to get a table and yeah I and then then that kind of brings me to the share market type stuff which I'm sure we'll get into in this but people don't like they're still kind of investing there's no people like still dollar cost averaging yeah I reckon when you when shit really breaks it's like oh fuck I'm not touching that I'm at that stage with crypto at the moment for instance where I'm like oh, I'm just I'm like I'm just have turned that shit off completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And am am gonna turn it back on in three years, sort of thing. And be like, what have, what's everyone been doing over there? Like <laughs> yeah. in that space, what's been happening? Um, and so I reckon we've got that time coming for the share market soon too. My girlfriend, she said to me yesterday, we were talking about this exact same topic. We went for a little date day, and she said, we we're talking about what is 2023 gonna bring. And she goes, oh, hopefully some gains in the share market. I'm like, nope. Nope, no, probably not. <laughs> no, She's like, really? Not. I'm like, nope. Don't, don't hope for that. I'm like, that is probably take that off the list, please. Yeah, I. Can we just go to you getting arrested during COVID twice? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I think the people. Well, that's know. why people were scared, right? Because you know things like that happen. I was having a beer over a fence at my mate's place, completely separated from him, um, nowhere near him. But one of the neighbours knocked, and the cops turned up, and they tried to arrest me. I, I, but they didn't try, actually. That's a lie. They said, we're going to go around the block, and if you're still here when we get back, we'll, we'll arrest you. I think the better story is when you were working at work because you are oblivious <laughs> to the fact you weren't supposed to be in your office, and you're like, fuck, there's no one coming in, eh? It's real bizarre. And I was like, bro, I don't think you're supposed to be going in there. And then someone came in to get something, and they were like, what are you doing here? And you're like, what What do you mean? Working? Yeah. Working in an, I was an office environment? Mate. I, I didn't, didn't, Mikey didn't suit lockdowns. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, you were good for my entertainment levels, that's for sure. Um but yeah, I don't think like if you think about giant corporations and they have debt on like liabilities and stuff and their debt servicing costs that go up and with all these rate rises and things, it doesn't look good for share markets. No. Um and not until inflation is under control and interest rates can be seen to be plateaued and maybe a trend back the other way that we're not gonna see hectic growth in the share market so it could be a really slow you know if you go back through I think it's like 1962 to 78 or something like that um, there's a period you know for like 10 to 12 years where the share market was flat yeah I could I could see something like that mm. um, which is tough tough on people tough on wealth things like that yeah um, especially when you're getting so used to it and in New Zealand we've only just dragged everyone into the share market yeah we've only <laughs> Sheezy's and Hatch and shit have only just turned up in the last couple of years yeah and it's just only exploded and now everyone's like they're buying at literally the top Kiwi and they're going to be like this decimated. is yeah like, this sucks <laughs> this is boring I log in and it's like it's not moving and the tried and true perfect store of wealth in New Zealand the house has gone down yeah not used to that no like so. that, that's going to have some fine fine uh, Psychological, um, psychological, yeah, yeah. Harm for some <laughs> yeah. people, I'd say. Yeah, well, that's what they call the wealth effect, right? It's the yeah. reverse wealth effect now. So everyone's going to feel a bit, a bit hard done by for a while, which is worse than what the actual data can show. Yeah, like we might have a one or two or four percent contraction in the economy, but if your house has gone down from a million dollars to seven hundred grand. You feel mentally like you've lost three hundred grand, even yeah. though you never had that that million. You still have the same box of wood that you live in. It's exactly the same. Doesn't matter what the the pricing information was on it. It's that mental thing, and it makes people feel shit. And then yep. they get 
Soppy. I said to mum the other day when she was up, I said, oh, what's going on your house? Oh, it's gone down over 100 grand. I said, well, it was never worth that in the first place. <laughs> oh, well, no, but, you know, but like, and she gets it because she's used to me being like, no, hang on. This Ragging is how, on them. Yeah, how this sort of stuff works. But, you know, she shows me that. And I'm like, well, like, that's just someone's come up with that figure anyway, mum. You know, it wouldn't, it doesn't matter until you go to the market. With One it. roof told you that, but they weren't going to buy it off you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think just prepare for a day, just, you know, figure out what a good a good thing to do is like figure out what you're nervous about. Oh yeah, nice. Fix those things straight away, and then ask yourself again, what else am I nervous about? And if you don't have anything, then just keep walking. Yeah, nice. Um, when you say get ready, I think that's a good point. You know, it's eighty percent mine, so get ready. Like you can control and sort out a lot of that shit. Oh, it's a credit card that your mind's telling you, or it's just oh, I'm nervous about my house price. Are you going to sell it? No, not for another ten years. Stop fucking looking at the price. Then cool, remove that one as well. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, boom, bin it. Twenty percent external. That's going to be what happens internationally. What happens New Zealand wide? Yep. And what people talk themselves into, whether that's less spending and stuff. And I think the other thing for people to remember too is you're a tiny nobody in the scheme of the world. Mm. Sorry, like it sounds really rude, but it's sometimes it's good to give yourself a, you're, you're going through all your problems. Mm. Your problems ain't shit compared to someone running a business with a thousand people, 10,000 people. Like think about that. Imagine the shit that they're worrying about trying to get supply in from different countries and you're just thinking, hmm, is my KiwiSaver going to go up? Is my um, house price going to come down? Is my job safe sort of thing? Because we're, we're just naturally going to think about ourselves. And there's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes just look up and go, oh shit. Who's got bigger problems than me? Way, like so many people, you know, mm. for, for all of us. And what may they be thinking about so that you're not just stuck in your own head of your own problems and then maybe go and try and get inspiration from how they're then living their lives or what are they doing? Are they taking any different actions or can you go and learn from them in any ways, whether online or actually meeting with them? Mm. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's a good idea to every now and then just remember that we're ants, Yep, you know. And there's seven or eight billion other ants <laughs> doing other stuff too. So yeah, you know, just do a bit of stuff perspective. for you. And yeah, keep a bit of perspective, eh? Yep. Um, <clears throat> oil issues. I mean, this is this is a uh, just one that I think of. I sort of looked into it. Looks like USA has used up what they call their strategic reserves. They've got none left, so they're going to have to. They're going to have demand and have to fill up the reserves again at some point. Um, I think war is on the cards, obviously, like Ukraine and Russia is still happening. That can cause issues in all sorts of things, food and, and oil and stuff like that. Um, climate change, it's getting like the, the the energy ESG thing happening over in Europe. Um, I think they're running before they can walk, and I think that's a bit of a catastrophe waiting to happen. Do, do you know, mate, I don't know if you know, because you probably don't keep an eye on this, but you may have come across it, that... Some of the bigger countries that are wealthier are going to have to pay to contribute towards the countries who emit less. I don't know entirely how that works. I just saw that it was sort of like a latest like thing that's been put in. Stuff. Yeah, so yeah, ba- I, I don't. Yeah, should probably read up more about it to truly understand it. But from what I read, it looks like higher emitting countries that are wealthy and whatnot, i.e., America, etc., they will have to provide funding to countries that have been impacted by global warming or whatever they so want to call it. Yeah. So socialist wealth tax. Yeah. So more taxes effectively. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. So they just guide so That's just only going to increase. It, hide it under the old climate change thing, but it's just a wealth tax. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's this is be the problem. path we're on, right? It's going to yeah. be a problem, yeah. It's yeah. going to come up. 
Get um, used to it more and more. That's part of my five-year thing is be ready for higher taxes just in general, income taxes, all sorts, capital yep. gains. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm preparing for $5 a litre for fuel. Really? Yeah. But I also... Um, all of these things I'm like over-preparing and then hope to be wrong. And then if I... If I Prepare for five dollars a liter in fuel, and it stays at two dollars fifty. I'm fucking winning. That's the way it's working in my brain. Okay, gotcha. so I'm preparing for it. But it, if it doesn't happen, I'm fine with it. Mm. It's not like being the other way. Like I'm saying, fuel's going to go to a dollar fifty, and then I'm fucking broke because it went to three dollars. You know, yeah, yeah. so I'm I'm doing it the conservative way. All I'm Prudent. doing is going into a conservative um, sort of mode. Can I just make one suggestion on that, Mikey? Um, I don't know if Honda have uh, the type of vehicle that you like in electric, <laughs> but you might be able to save some even more cash by using the electric. Because uh, I don't know if you know, Mikey, but the uh, the EV sales have never been higher in New Zealand. Yeah. New data out. I was thinking about that, though, but there was a big backlog of orders from 2020, 2021, and they've all landed here in 2022. Got ya. Mm. Mm. So I'd say if you spread it out over three years, it'd be pretty similar. Yeah. But well, if you ever want to drive the Tesla, mate, to save on some petrol, let me know. Thank uh, you. You can curb the rims, and I probably won't even notice yeah, myself. I saw you fuck those. <laughs> so bad, eh? What a shocker. Oh, a piece of, um, <laughs> i tell you what I did do last night, mate. I went looking at the Christmas lights, and you can press a button on the Tesla and say, ho, 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 and it turns on Santa mode. and it turns. Oh, the I saw this on your Instagram. <laughs> it's so good, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. And then we went and parked it, and you turn on this light show. Have you seen this? <laughs> no. You press this light show, and you go stand outside the car, and it does a big show for you, and it plays a, a, like a type of real dramatic music, and then the <laughs> windows are going up, the light, the boots going up, and it's just like some of you doing this on Franklin Road. No, nah, no, nah, <laughs> nah, I, I should have, yeah, I should have. No, we didn't. Uh, took it. We were sort of out away from people by that stage. I was like, <laughs> what is this? So, yeah, plenty of fun to be had in the old electric vehicle, mate. Anyway, they are very cool. Um, but yeah, I don't. It's not your gem. No. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, I think this is one. I've just noted it down because I think it's coming, but I just block it out of my mind because I don't really care. A nasty New Zealand election. Yeah. I think it's going to be, I've put here, division in society, media slaughterhouse. Mikey already switched off, you should too. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) Two words I would add, false hope. 100%. I reckon a lot of people will get caught in the trap of being like, oh, National said they're going to do this, Labour said they're going to do this, the Greens are going to do this. And then two years later, oh, has that happened? Mm. Oh, nah. So you get this temporary dopamine hit of, oh, I voted for them because they're going to do this. And it's like, yeah, how long is that actually going to, like, do they have to pass legislation for that happen? <laughs> so don't get, oh, I don't know how many times we have to tell people this, but, like, don't get sucked into their bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, straight back yeah, to the it. mirror. You are who I'm voting for today. Like, yeah. you turning up, fucking Jacinda's not coming around to your house, neither is Luxon. You are going to be in your own two shoes every morning, not them, Go after your shit. Get in control of your stuff. Don't leave it up to them. Yeah, I think, um, <clears throat> I mean, years ago, I turned off. I don't have any news apps. Whenever, like, every now and then your phone updates and then Google or Google Chrome or something will, like, put a notification on. I'm like, fuck you. I turned you off for a reason. <laughs> yeah. So go back. But I reckon just delete all your apps, eh? Mm. Delete your apps. Um <laughs> Delete your bookmarks with a fucking New Zealand Herald on your homepage on your computer oh. at work. Jesus, get rid of all that shit. Eh? Just uh, it doesn't make your life better. Like, keep the ones that you can think about the last six times you used it made your life improve. Oh, that's good. The the websites, or yeah, the, like yeah. any of the stuff you use. Yeah, 
if if your life improved once out of the last six times you used it, because it doesn't it doesn't improve your life when you read about like a murder, oh no, uh, a ram raid, um, what what Cindy's wearing to the next meeting, what Luxon's up to, and fucking field days or whatever he's doing, <laughs> like none of this shit improves your life. No. So why do you consume it? What the fuck is the point? Honestly, I just have zero care for it. For the people out the back. And it, I just, my life is so much, at least 50% better since I turned that shit off. Yeah. Honestly. So I just think everyone should try it. Try and do it for a month, two months, see what happens. That's good. A month. Yeah. yeah. Just see. Yep. You know, everyone goes away over Christmas and they're like, fuck, I had such a good time. Come back feeling great. It's because you didn't look at fucking Herald all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were living your life. Yeah, your exactly, life. doing stuff for you. So yeah. think about that. Okay. Um, Nasty election. Yep, that's gonna get that's gonna get rank. Don't lose heaps of your time to it. That's for sure. I know for a lot of people they can't help. Like, this politics might be a part of your life, your job, your family chats and stuff. Is what it is. Um, but make sure you're spending more time producing for yourself rather than you are consuming mindless political shit we're going to get bombarded with mm-hmm. leading into this election. Yeah. Um, number four, this is sort of part of the, I guess, the recession-y one, unemployment. And this goes, I think uh, employers are going to have the hard task of working through <coughs> reductions in balance sheets and things like that and having to make some cost-cutting decisions. If we do have this contraction, they're going to, have to be forced to because... You know, they take a hit in their income first and the next is like, oh, I don't want to keep losing this. I've got a lifestyle to keep up with. Um, so I think people, a few people will lose their jobs. And I think if you're an employer, you need to be thinking of this now so you can try and keep people because it will come back one day and be good. And then if you're an employee, um, I've got here, maybe don't expect increases in pay, but tell your boss... When shit gets better again, you want to be first in line. So that's basically along the lines of like set an expectation that you know it could be tough. You're keen to hang around, um, and be a part of the company growth. You know when it comes. Nice. I just think a general, a bit of less entitlement, be a bit more courteous. Everyone will be in the same boat, sort of thing. Yeah. Just be an adult. Above and beyond, get noticed. That's the sort of thing you want to be thinking about. Also squeeze the next six months before we really start to get interest rates higher and that disposable income decreasing. Yeah, acting now is a good idea, eh? Yeah, if you want to make some extra income, it's going to be easier in this front six six months of the year than it is in the back six months. So what that looks like is, should I really need to try and make another 500 bucks a month? Cool. I'm going to post on my social media. I'm going to say, does anybody need a hand on the weekend in their business? Whatever. I've got some spare time. Like, use your socials because I'm hearing massive stories about people coming in here saying, like, oh, shit, blah, 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 laid off X amount of staff. Mm. I'm like, well, I ain't really hearing much of this noise. I'm like, what happened? Oh, no, they all got jobs straight away. Yeah. Oh, really? Where they go? Oh, back to this place. They went to there. That one went to there. And the people are just, there's still enough demand out there and there's businesses doing well enough that unemployment isn't going up basically people are changing roles losing their jobs but then they're finding one quite simply yeah there's still plenty of other work around at the moment yeah we have clients who bring in labour from the Philippines and outside of New Zealand to work on specialist projects and things and they're just like we just can't get enough of them in so there's stuff going on and oh, yeah. I th- 
I think just because we want to talk about recessions and unemployment, it's not a time to go, oh, fuck, there must not be any extra jobs out there at the moment and stuff like mm. that. The market is tight, so it's not. I don't think it's the time anymore to be like, hey, if you want me, you've got to pay me another 10 grand. You know, I'm top dick at the moment. Nah, cut that attitude and go, right, where else can I add value um, outside of your current role to make a bit of extra coin so that you can actually see what you need to do to make some, some coin. Mm. And learn those skills and use your social media to your advantage to do that. Yeah, I don't see why not. I think if you also approach your boss and <clears throat> they probably wouldn't be expecting to be like, hey, I want a pay rise, but I want want some extra stuff. I'll, like I'll do more or provide more value. Can you think about how we can do this? Yep. Um, and a, <laughs> most bosses in New Zealand wouldn't be used to that. No. And you might not even get a straight answer straight away. They might have to go away and think about it. Yeah. And be like, okay, this is pretty cool a person asking me how I can basically earn more in the company and the way that they can earn more in the company is by me earning more so what can we what task can we put them on to do so um yeah so yeah I just think handle that in a as an adult nice um and five my favorite one mate oh man personal responsibility no (laughs) I live below the line blame excuse deny everything is someone else's fault um (laughs) I don't want to take any accountability, responsibility. I shouldn't have to. I think the one thing that I've noticed, even from not looking at the news about this particular government, and I think the other government would, like another government, a national or whatever the person who replaces them eventually is like, um, is the blame game, eh? Mm. They blame a lot of shit on the previous government or we're not as bad as the world. There's always an excuse. It's never like, here's a solution. And I think I used to be a bit like that. I used to be like, you know, you know that, that was hard because this went wrong and it wasn't my fault and all of that. Everything is your fault. Mm. That's the headspace. Like if, if one of my team at work makes a mistake, I think about it and my initial reaction is like, fuck, why did you do that? But then, it, then I change, I've trained my mind to be like, no, you didn't teach them good enough. Yeah. It's my fault. It's such a buzzy concept because it's so natural for us as humans to blame, make excuses, deny. It's how we default. And it's it's sort of what we think is the right thing to do. So then when you tell someone, no, nah, you want to take ownership for all of your failings and stuff, you're like, that can't be right. Because nah, like, why would I want to feel like that? But then when you can step into that, it's actually really freeing. It's a place of strength, yeah. Because you get to stop, there's less combat. You stop, you stop fighting as much and you're just like, fuck, what could I have done better? Because then you're a solutions, you know, a solutions person, not a... Not a not making a problem out of everything, you know. Yeah. And like I've just got some stuff down here, and I think this stuff's already started. But basically, it's you know uh, that article that um, what's his name sent me, and you mentioned. Yeah, bank- Nathan. Yeah. Yeah, banks are banks will be under fire. Record profits, you know. Yeah. Why why are our interest rates going up if there's record profits? Should be illegal. Someone should, said yeah, the other day. Should, yeah, exactly. Um, mortgage brokers, you know. If if we didn't if you didn't if the banks weren't paying then we could have a lower rate. Yep. Yeah, you asshole, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, supermarkets. Fuck duopoly. We've got no competition. Oh, we're funny gonna, we had another one. Yeah, price fixing. We should. We need to price fix it. Yep. yep. And we'll just battle. click our fingers and there'll be a supermarket chain all across the country. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Petrol stations. Price oh, those gouging. Assholes. Fuck. Yep. You know how come the price of oil's gone down and petrol hasn't gone down? Yep. Um, and and in between government parties. <laughs> Yes, that'll be fucking hilarious. They'll oh. blame it. They, that we've already seen that. That's been happening throughout history. But 
You see yeah. it on a giant scale in the US with the Democrats and the Republicans, and you see it here with Labour and what's the National. Yeah, <laughs> they just always they they never seem to speak about like great problem solving <laughs> anything. It's just well, it's because the last time this person was in, they fucked it. Yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> You, you, your mindset has to be in the space of everything is your fault and it allows you to become a problem solver and you'll just start running out of problems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's a, it's, a, it's a hack. It's like put everything on yourself and see how it goes. Blame yourself, but not to the point where you're, uh, what's a good way to term it? Where you're so hard on yourself that it's impacting your ability to actually perform and move forward. Like when you're getting yourself down and you're beating yourself up and it's, it's you know, going too far. Not that way. Just nah. make it a challenge and fun. Yeah. Just be like, well, okay, instead of fighting here, I'm trying to learn what I could have done differently in this situation. Mm. Yeah. Rather than blame. Yeah. I just think there'll be heaps of it. There'll be so much noise and it's easy to get on a bandwagon. Mm. You know, like I think I said to you months ago about what I was concerned about next year. And you know, with the and this is what's happening. You know, the the articles are starting to come out of the banks. They're going to whinge about the profits and all of this stuff. And it's like I could have, I could have told it. I could have written these articles six months ago when interest rates started going up. Yeah. No one wants to take any self responsibility. They just want to blame it on someone else. Yep. And it's because it's the easy way out. Um, but it's just short term thinking, man. And you you should just. Default to it. Uh, once you learn the concept as well, you see it so much around you all the time, and you just see it. You're like, ah, oh, that's just that. That's just they're uh, acting like that because they're f- below the line. Blame, excuse, yeah. deny. It's they know no different. Sometimes in a in a conversation, I'm like, oh, I've got to get out of here. Mm. It's like you've just listed off seven things that are everyone else, everyone else's problem. Which you know, I just can't have this conversation. There's not even any point talking to you. <laughs> like I would in this time of this conversation, I would have figured out half of them in my head and solve them you know so sometimes it's like that yeah and it's better to be like that mm. it's been better for me it's been better for me to take responsibility for everything and then just try and work it out yep it's fun too like Definitely. I quite like the challenge you get a kick out of um, being a problem solver when you when you when you go on a journey of just like a little task to try and make something better you take back control of it yeah yeah, and you actually realise like, oh shit, I, like, I'm in control of this. So instead of, because when you blame someone else or make excuses and all that shit, you're basically being like, well, this isn't actually anything I could do here. Mm. This isn't this isn't something that I can control the outcome of. But when you look at the at, from the lens of what could I have done differently here, that's when you start to learn. And that's when you understand like, hmm, maybe I'm in control of my destiny. When you get stuck the other way, oh, the world's all broken, everything's broken and... Yeah, New Zealand ripping us off. Like everyone's ripping you off everywhere you look, and all that stuff. And and they're like, yeah, that that's the reason you're broke, hundred mm. like, percent. That's the reason you're not moving forward. That's the reason you didn't get a pay rise. Mm. You know, that's the reason you ended up doing something you regretted, or it's just nonsense. And it comes back to tiny little things like, like even basic keep the change stuff, like paying off your credit cards and things. Just take your own responsibility. We all know deep down when you when you think about something like that that you have to sort it out. Um, and don't blame Visa because you got so, or what a gem or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise it was going to be a six monthly fee because you didn't read the T's and C's. Yeah, exactly. Neither did I. Exactly. So yeah. that's your fault. That's not Visa's fault. Nope. They've regulated to put that on there. So 
Jim's coming for you. Yeah. Afterpays, same thing. It's all in there. You just tick the box. Tick you know, the like box and take the yeah, take the check out and buy. Yeah. Buy now. <laughs> so we all know deep down we have a um like a, when when you see something that has no cost, you you know that there's something there. You just tick the T's and C's and agree. Mm. And you e sign or whatever for that, you know, afterpay or whatever it is. Um so yeah, blame game. Going to be heaps of it. Block it out. Take personal responsibility. I like it. Right. Any additions from you? Um, Covered them off, eh? Yeah, I was. Yeah, let's get into the what good shit we're going to do. Even yeah. in the even in the because we've now set the scene of what we can see coming. Yep. Or maybe some things that I was thinking about. Share market's not going to be rumbling. That's mm-hmm. done. In my like, that's my where my mindset is so there's no more probably buying like big blocks of shares and, and hoping that they go up it's like once that's in there it's in there and I'm probably not going to be logging back in and seeing it going up I'm still going to be contributing to KiwiSaver I'm still going to be building my good financial habits along the way I'm back to stacking cash I'm wondering um, what do I what do I use that but I just want to have a good safety buffer I'm building a bigger buffer than I've had before just so that I can be like, well, shit, I've got that there. That gives me mental protection as well. It's not like, fuck, I'm all in on bloody the Celsius uh, crypto exchange and it's all gone again. <laughs> uh, not that I was all in, but so I'm, you know, I'm changing my tact a little bit. I think it will be harder because everybody's thinking the same thing. Hmm. Therefore, it happens. So I'm pushing and squeezing. I wanted to get on the piss this weekend. I'm going to be completely honest. And I'm like, no. I like I'm in the zone at the moment. I need to be productive. I was here till eight PM on Friday and I was um I'm getting a couple of sponsors for Keep the Change, for instance, and so I'm going, right, these are on the table now. They might not be in six months. Mm-hmm. Might be a couple grand at a time. Fuck it, let's squeeze them. Better than nothing. Yeah. And so then I am, you know, here you go, here's the first one, sending emails, pinging them off on a Friday night. Part of me could be like, mate, just go home. You don't need to do this. I'm like, nah, like just, and I often talk to clients about the squeeze, the season that you're in. And I think the season hasn't truly changed yet, but I do think it will. So one thing for me, for instance, on the weekend, I was having a talk to my partner about this. I said to her, hey, look, it's probably going to get harder. I don't know what that's going to look or feel like, but there will be times where I'll need to stay at work really late. I'll need to do things that I don't necessarily want to do. Uh, We'll get frustrated with each other. We'll spend less time together, or we might be like, we haven't seen each other in evenings. I'm like, you're going to have stuff going on. Um, There's, you've got a lot of shit coming up on your plate work-wise. Here's what my 2023 calendar already looks like, and we're in December, and I'm like, I've got to run this event, host this one, I've got organising a stag do, there's probably another one in that month, and I'm trying to map out my year already. And I said, this has got a big potential that it's going to uh, cause friction between you and I, so we need to be mindful of this now, so that when this comes, we can go, oh, we're already, like, we can see what's going on here. It's not like, what the fuck's going on? How did this happen? We're like, oh. You know, yeah. we're watching it, so we're looking down. And I said, we're probably just going to need to be able to create a bit of leeway for each other. And it could be, instead of arguing about, well, I cooked, and we don't often do this, but in my head I'm thinking of examples for people to understand. It's not like, well, let's argue about, you know, well, I've you know, I've been at work all day and I've got home at 6.30 and you've just walked in the door five minutes before me, but like, you know, what are we doing for dinner? Like, have you even sorted anything? It's like, you've both, you're five minutes from apart from walking in the door but you end up in a big argument it's like hopefully we can look at those situations and go yeah we're both busting our asses fuck this argument let's go downstairs and get some dinner and spend $50 or whatever Mm. and go 
let's spend some time together to like cool this shit and then we go again the next day. Yeah. So that's the sorts of things that I'm already kind of trying to preempt and I'm being careful about how many things I say yes to uh, because it's not even January and there's people saying, do you want to, you know, can we co-host this webinar? Can we co-host um, this event together? And I'm going, naturally, my brain wants to go like, yeah, do it yeah. all. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, shit. It's like, can you come speak here? Can you come here? And then those things are exciting for me. And I've got those now goals around collecting that. And then it's like, oh, hey, the date's now changed. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, so now what date is it? And a lot of the work that I do with Next Advisory kind of gets mapped out three months in advance. So I've got to get this shit in my calendar so that when I go to book in some of that stuff, it's like, oh, that day's blocked out completely because I may be flying, I may be traveling, uh, that one's gone, oh, there's eight days that I'm off to Vegas, I'm probably going to need eight on the other side to recover, <laughs> you know? So I've got to be careful, it's like, Luke, look at all the shit you've got going on in 2023 already, do you really need to go get on the beers on Saturday? Nah, probably squeeze this weekend, have some time with your partner, get and do some podcasts with Mikey, for instance, like do the things you know you need to do. Mm. There's plenty of the beers coming up because it's Christmas time and all that stuff anyway. So that's, uh, yeah, that's also what's going through my head, mate. Yeah, that just makes me think like um, this is why the planning's good, right? Because like Dalio says, if you worry about something, it probably means you don't need to, you won't need to worry. Yeah. Because if you put all the thought and time and effort into figuring out the solutions of what's coming, mm. By the time you get there, they're not problems. Yep. You know, like if, if you're having these chats with your partner and thinking about planning out your calendar and things like that, you're probably going to have a seamless year. Yes. You know, like because you put all the effort in up front, because you were worried about it in the first place. Then the opposite is true. If you don't worry about something, shit will hit you like a ton of bricks because you're not putting any effort into it in advance. How did this happen? Yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those sort of... Yeah. Those counter things, right? Um, but I... I find this shit fun as a... Yeah, I guess the theme, or what we should explain, is we're both really excited for 2023. Yeah, I'm pumped. (laughs) Which probably makes us a little bit crook. Yeah. Uh, When you compare it to what the narrative is out there, the 1% or 2% of me that worries, let's say, use that word, is I go, like, I can can get in here and I can do some extras, I can push harder, because in my head I just think, well... Like you said before, a lot more people give up, they stop marketing, all those things. I'm like, let's push harder. But if we don't, if if the whole economy slows, then I'm a lot of my work, and it's the same for you, you know, if less people are buying, your market becomes smaller. And so I'm like, oh shit, but I'm not only impacted by what's happening for my clients and how they're thinking, I'm impacted by how then their customers are thinking. And so I'm like, oh shit. But then I go, oh yeah, but for the last five years, we have worked with businesses that are growth-minded and don't think the other way. Mm. And then I look at some, this sounds really bad, but I look at some of the Christmas parties with accounting firms and some of their clients and I think, holy shit, okay, like just stale and I'm just being judgmental, <laughs> but I think, wow, that is not our client base and that is not the client we go after. And also I'll be smart enough to go, oh shit, that area of the economy's turned off. I need to go do it this way, just like you have as a broker this year when your market's effectively been completely cooled completely yeah. to 12 months ago and you still managed to have your biggest year yet. Yeah, my biggest year in last month was the lowest amount of mortgages taken out since the data was begun recorded. In the, wor- in the in, country, in sorry. In the whole country, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's where it's so important. I think we share this example where a real estate agent said to me, I can't hang out in my office at the moment because they're all 
doom and gloom. Oh, should we go get a coffee? There's nothing to do. She's like, fuck, I've never been busy, man. I'm working on this shit. I'm yeah. building my marketing campaign. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm chasing people. I'm yeah. sending out emails. The, the beautiful thing about this is, is a lot of people will act like that because um, they, you know, you could be listen to what I just talked about, about like the five things that I've, I've taken into account and be like, oh, fuck, the world's ending. Mikey said that the world's ending. But then <laughs> don't yeah. <laughs> because I know that people will think like that so I'm like doubling down. Nice. And then I'm going to end up probably buying out some other brokers that leave the industry's businesses. I'm probably going to get a bigger market share um, because there's less people around to compete with. And all of these things add up to like in five or ten years exactly in line with where I want to be. Mm. Like this is like a free, in my mind, it's like a free two-year period of exponential growth because I'm going to garner some attention out of it, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so it's going to be, fuck, I'm just pumped, mate. I don't even know how to explain it. Just fight up. <laughs> the three words we all need to remember that will get you through a hard time or a downturn or anything is add more value. So oh, fuck. It's music to my ears. It's good, eh? Yeah, you, honestly, it is literally the key to everything. Yeah. Add Adding value. value. And, and it doesn't matter if you're employed, if you're fucking unemployed if you've got a business if you employ people if you can add more value you will win yeah and if you if you want to unpack that like go listen to the value equation podcast we t we broke down from many angles of what value means yeah and it's it's actually really easy like mm. it's there's actually a thing in that podcast that you can use for your personal job for your business for like everything, how to how to how what value is, and then how to bring it to the other person on the other side of the line, you know. Yeah. Um. I was, you'll just get paid. Doesn't matter what no conditions you're in. If you provide value, mm. you know, and, and and ask people. Like this is something that I learned quite early in business. Where, um, you go to meetings, and a lot of times in meetings, people want something from you, and so in those early initial meetings, and someone said to me. Um, a way to stand out from other people is to ask them like how you can help them before you leave the meeting because most of them are there because they want help from you. Mm. And I was sort of like, oh, okay. And then I started to observe these people that are killing it in their respective industries and they would go, and I had this the other day as well, it's very rare, but you're about to leave and they go, hey, so what can I do for you? How can I help you? Mm. And I'm always like, well, I don't, I don't actually need anything. That's not why, because that's not usually why I meet with people. Yeah, yeah. But that's how why most people will meet with other people is because they actually want help from them, but they don't know how to actually ask it. And so if you can flip it and if you can say to people, hey, what can I do for you to add value to you? And, and it's easier for me because I'm usually like, hey, who's an ideal client for you? And then I'm like, oh, do I know any? Do I'll, I'll keep a, like, if I like that person, mm. if I can trust them, I'll think to refer them stuff that they need. Um but if you can get in the habit of asking people, hey, how can I add more value for you? A, they don't hear that from anywhere. B, they're going to love you if you can actually do it. Mm. And C, eventually you'll get paid for it. Yeah. So get yeah. in the habit of, so you don't have to figure it out for yourself. Like ask people whether it's your boss, friend, your partner, mm. like anywhere, just be like, hey, how can I add more value to your life? Yeah, I think if you can somehow figure out a way to provide value and not get paid for it straight away, that's how you get paid heaps later. Yeah. That's, that's a, that we could do another old topic on that. Yeah, man, that is a long <laughs> that game. That is too. a big I've, one. <laughs> yeah, I've had some experience in that space. Yeah. Um, 
a very quick example on that add more value. So um, Tesla, for instance, they push everyone towards UDC debt. UDC, I think 8 to 10% finance. Yep. That's just stock standard finance. Now, I thought, hmm, clients are starting to buy vehicles and stuff, and they there must be a cheaper form of clean green debt because they're doing that on the home line side. I think I asked you about this. Mm. So then I do a post on LinkedIn. Someone's like, yep, we do that at ASB. I have a guy rings me from ASB, tells me about it. He's like, oh, yeah, basically it's the OCR, loosely, because I could be getting this wrong and there be, could be people from ASB listening. Loosely, it's the OCR plus 3%. So you could kind of get close. To, I think that's it. So you could get... Um, For the green energy line. Yeah, on a business side. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be cheaper. And it got me thinking, okay, should I you know, tell clients to move their debt over because they're going to save some? But often you get charged a break fee if you get out of your UDC debt or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then you've got to weigh up, is it actually worth it? Uh, but say you did, that's a good example of ASB are adding more value to the market for a uh, electric vehicle buyer than UDC because they've got a specific product that solves that problem mm. at a cheaper rate. That's just one example you could come up with a thousand. But then it also got me thinking about some people out there who would have unbelievable interest rates, yuck interest rates on buying vehicles because all they wanted was the vehicle at the time. And then speaking to Jamie, uh, another client who'd be listening, who was talking about asset finance brokers mm. and saying how they will shop around and get you the best rate. And I said, can you refinance your current debt with asset finance brokers and the answer is probably yes but of course you have some break fee and I think that's probably an area where if you're listening to this there'll be a small percentage of people that have got themselves into a area where they're paying back a car and it's at 17, 15, 14, 12% interest or something send an email like spend half an hour researching a broker in asset finance and go send off three emails and go hey I've got a car It's it was this uh, it's, it's finance of these guys it's at this rate do you think there is a way to get this at a cheaper rate? And it'll be in their best interest to try and move that debt somewhere potentially uh, because they may get paid to do it. So spend some time looking at the areas of your life where you're getting pinged by high interest and shit and go, there must be solutions for these. We've talked about balanced credit card transfers a hundred times, but cars, for instance, are something else that a lot of people finance. Go and have a look, are there solutions in that space? There we go. Yeah. And then in two years' time, do it with your uh, mortgages as well. <laughs> um, the only problem with that is that you'd have to drive an electric car, man. Oh, yeah, for that piece. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, what's it like? You wouldn't have been to a gas station for about a month or two, eh? No, well, I have, mate, because oh, no. the Z down the road installed oh. a fast charger. Did I tell you about this? Nah. And you parked uh, there overnight, do you? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went out to test it out, and it said, oh, you've got to get this app. And I'm like, oh, of course you do. You've got to get the Z app. And then they probably send me 86 notifications a day telling me to buy this shit that I don't want. <laughs> and then I just thought, classic Luke thinking, I'm like, fuck, I might just try to plug it anyway. And, and it was free at the moment, but it, it seemed like you had to download this app to do it. So I just plugged it in. It's like, now charging. I'm like, oh, you beauty. <laughs> no app. Nah. So Man. I sit back in the car, and then Doris turns up, and she's in her Nissan Leaf. And Doris is looking at the thing, going like, oh, I need the app, and blah, blah, blah. And I put the window down. I said, oh, excuse me. She said, yes. I said, look, I've just plugged mine in, and it started charging. So you might as well just plug it into your Leaf there and see what happens. She's like, oh, great. She's like, oh, it's in my goals to have a Tesla one day. <laughs> 
Uh, and then she's like looking at the car and she's like, are you going on a date? I said, oh, no, nah, I'm not. I'm like, Jesus, is she like trying to get halves of this car straight away? I'm like, calm down here, lady. She said, you smell really good. I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to put the window up in a second. But uh, she's like, that's a shame. But anyway... The people you meet um, when you when you go uh, to these to these charging stations. But anyway, she was telling me that the Leaf only goes like 150 k's or some shit in distance. So she's like, "Oh, I drive it to the mount quite often, so I have to stop along the way and I have a thermos stat or thermos and I, f- you know, have a coffee on the road and charge mine what back up." I'm like, up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, "Oh shit, I might get the Merc back." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But no, no, it's, oh it's, it's been enjoyable, mate. It's been enjoyable. Yeah. Um, right, what else has 2023 got in store for us, mate? I'm going to have my biggest year yet, without a doubt. Yeah. In terms of like how I measure growth, we'll yep. just be looking back at the year before, the person I was the year before, being like, what other opportunities do I have? Yeah. I might not have monetized them yet, but if I build different currencies that I want to stack, I can guarantee you I'll have the biggest year of my life. Yeah, I'm probably in the same boat. Like I'm probably not expecting my my uh, my my net profit, or if we're going to call it like the the dollar wealth sign, to be the biggest ever. Yep. Um, but it's going to be the year that is like the first step of the road to being there, like where I want to be. I'm, I'm so fired up about it I just think um, like that guy PBD he's like next two years add a zero mm. like add a zero if you've got a hundred grand make it a million and it's like that's what I feel like I'm yeah. like that's where that's where my headspace is um, I don't expect it to, to add a zero next year but I'm putting in like the foundation work to make sure to give me the best chance of achieving the stuff that I want mm. and I just think it just feels like I'm going to get a free go at it because so many people... A free go at it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. so many people, like, I'm going to go harder and put more effort in than ever and so many people are just going to be, like, on the couch watching Netflix. Yeah. Because it'll be the blame game. Like, there's no point. Economy's mm. fucked. Why would you... Like, what's the point? Yes. You know? Why? You, you can't do anything. You can't achieve anything. Even No matter how hard you work, you won't make more money. And even, I think I've talked about this before, bro, but it's like, the, oh, wait till the CBDC comes in and like, the, oh, it's all by design this and they're going to, BlackRock's going to fucking buy everything. And it, I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like, oh, what do you think is going to happen then? Or like, what are you, you going to do on the other side of that? And it's like the, the comments yeah. stop on TikTok and whatnot. It's like, yeah, but are you still making progress towards the things you want from your life? And like you say, well, if you don't, you can move, get on a plane. Yeah, if, if you're that concerned about it, if you better get fucking rich fucking quick so you can fly out and go do what you want. Yeah. Like, so you need to be moving faster, not <laughs> yeah. slower. Not replying to people on TikTok telling everyone the, the yeah. central bank digital, di- digital <laughs> currency is coming. So there's no point. You know, so yeah. There's no point trying. And this is all by design Yeah, and all this stuff. Like, okay, well, even if that's real, like maybe go live in a country where that's not happening. Yeah. There like, are isn't countries that, that, are not, that are not part of like what they call the World Economic Forum and all that shit. Yeah. So you can go to them if you want. Seems simple. Yeah, what it is, <laughs> it is. But you know, we'd rather just have a blame reason, a witch, reason why, yeah. yeah, why we don't need to. Uh, one thing for me, bro, is I'm going to put more effort into getting sponsors for KTC, mm-hmm. and I haven't done that because I've, I'm kind of of that. I think it's two things, bro. One, I worry that people are going to be like, oh, you know, you fucking, I don't like that sponsor or whatever, and he sold out, and like, you know, so then I've just been <sighs> Luke, loser. Yeah, the been reason loser. I'm here. <laughs> Is to get rid of tall poppies. Stop yeah. letting it fucking eat you. So I've been a loser, so I yeah. just get rid of that. And then the whole reason that I want sponsors is then I use the money and I basically push it into more reach for Keep the Change. 
yeah. we get more people learning and then we get more good stories coming through where people actually take control of their finances. So I'm like, Luke, stop being it. You're fucking ruining this by not getting sponsors. It doesn't always need to come out of your pocket. Thank you. Get the, so now I'm going to build out, I'm actually going to like, over this next 12 months, I'm starting to build out the framework of making Keep the Change uh, something bigger than what it currently is. And this goes for you and everyone. Everyone. If you work or provide value, never, ever say sorry for making money. Ever. That's the whole point. Like, why, do you, why does anyone buy shares in anything? And the company has, like, is trying to make money so they can make you more money. Everything revolves around it. Don't be shy of it. Mm. Just do it. Just do it. And don't be afraid of it. Like, don't, someone will whinge at you, but who gives a fuck? Yeah, someone that's adding no value, doing bugger all, up in arms. You know, I, the thing is, I do most of this shit for free, and I still get people whinging at me. Oh, man, how could you write about Air New Zealand like exactly. that? Exactly. You know, that's disgusting. Yeah. I'm never learning from you again. I think, okay, yeah. sorry. We were chatting about it the other day, right, about PBD and PHP and stuff mm. like that over in the States. And if you're providing content and there is uh, an image of you that you're making money, 50% of people are going to hate you. Like, Especially in this country, the way we're going. Yeah. Mm. Like Jordan Peterson, that thing. Like he made 2 or $3 million in one night at Victor Arena, but half the world fucking hates him. Yeah. So you just have to know that that's part of the cost. Me personally, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> The other thing, if we go back to this five things that you said, what I do reckon is going to happen as well, if I could add a six point, is that it's going to get more confusing as what's true and what isn't. And if I could just use the latest Twitter thing as an example where where Elon Musk is basically... Twitter files. Yeah. Ex- Shit, that's interesting, eh? Yeah, exposing sort of where they've shadow banned people, where they've not let information get out. And I don't get right into American stuff, so I don't understand it, but I'm like, fuck, man, something's... A little bit broken here, and I only need to know that to a point to go. I just need to be careful with everything I believe. And then, as this keep the change audience gets bigger, I sort of go, hmm. Sometimes I'll put together a fact, and I go, fuck, where's that fact actually come from? Or, mm. um, you know, whose lens on that is? Is it, or what have I like potentially missed there? And that's why I try and stay sort of neutral and look down on things rather than taking these big sides and talk about that so much. But I think there's a lot of um, things that are going to start to get revealed where it's like, oh, maybe that was true. Or maybe there was an element to that that was correct, but in the moment, mm. we couldn't see it. Or And the thing that really I just cannot get my head around, bro, is that it's all older people trying to solve the world's problems, but these are not new problems. And I just can't reconcile them like... <laughs> That just that's fucks like, with me. That's like, <laughs> that's like a politician. Yeah, they're all a bit old and a bit fucked, and they've had their whole lives in politics and never achieved anything. And they're telling us what to do. Yeah, <laughs> but it was I saw a post, an article from nineteen eighty something about how you know the world was warming and all this stuff, and it's like we need to do something now. If we don't by this date, yeah. then and it's and now it's just we've gone past that date and we're now you know, 40 years into that since that article, whatever it's like, then you've got all these older dudes or lasses, ladies, whatever you want to say, that are older going like, we really need to take this seriously. It's like, what the fuck were you doing in the 80s or in the 90s or in the early 2000s or the 2010s? Or the 60s. It was around then too. It's 
It's yeah. like if, if it's been that much of a problem for your whole life, why are we only hearing about it from you now? And why are you the person on the board? Like, why are you the, the leader of this space? <laughs> it, that, that's what I, I think. Um, I struggle with that. Yeah, I think, um, and it's like a there's an undertone throughout society in a lot of countries, and I think it, part of it is beautiful. And I think this is the thing. I think on the previous like recession type podcast we did, I said never ever count out human ingenuity. We might have a productivity or boom or something, and I think. They say we've had the information age, but I believe there's like a gruntier, more open access version coming. And I think it'll be really good. I think having really good access to uh, free and open debate, like what Elon's doing, I think I I rate that. Um, I think the way that you find truth is by two people having a disagreement and debating and figuring it out. Mm. Um, And I think we're going to go into a period of that. And it's already been nasty the last few years since basically the the Trump shit. Yep. Um, and it's just gone completely the other way with, you know, the left sort of narrative of society, I guess, progressive. And I think we're just going to get this this beautiful rise out of a tough financial time and tough divisive sort of time with good information, good access to information. I think in, tw- in 20 years, um, universities will be almost null and void. I think there'll be a doctor's school, a nurse's school, a dentist's school, you know, everything else is available free on the internet. You can go and do a Bachelor of Commerce right now for free. Why the fuck are you going to uni? It's like, it's broken because all of that information is free. And I think there's a time coming where that that boom is going to be that stuff. Even man, I remember reading something about how with the internet getting faster, there's the ability for robots to do better surgery on people with less risks than humans. I'm like, wow. It's coming to everything. It's coming to driving cars. It's coming to flying planes. Mm. Human error is like the number one thing of plane crashes. So what do you do? Remove the human. Remove the human. <laughs> All that shit's coming, man. Like, um, And then access to information. So us plebs on the street, can have open debate and free speech, I think it's really important. I think it's going to be very good for the world. I'm yeah. fucking excited, man. Like, I'm the next decade's going to be mean. Yeah. Yeah. It could be tough. The thing we haven't spoken about that we need to is that adversity is the new privilege. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. And what I mean by that, I'll just give this some context. Well, no, fuck it. I'll just go this way. If it gets hard, good. Good that it gets hard. What do you learn when it gets hard? How to deal with that shit. Mm. What what comes from things being easier? Not much. Probably more weakness. So why are we so fucking scared of things being hard? Mm. Because they've become unfamiliar. But we're humans, like you say. We're resilient. We're, what was the word you used before? Ingenuity. Ingenuity and initiative. Something like that. And yeah. So we've got all of these things that can actually help. Like, look, we're still here. We're yeah. still here. And the thing that I think about, and I've since having the Tesla, this is, I've used this as an example. We're looking constantly for things. We're trying to always make life easier for everyone, right? And that's all good and well. So I think about it when my first car that I had didn't have aircon. That thing was hot as fuck. The sooner I could get that up to a wind high speed. Wind down windows? Wind down the windows yeah, manually. Yeah. 
Mangley wind those bad boys down. Couldn't see out the windscreen in winter. Nah. Too hot in summer. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then cars had aircon. The way I grew up though, don't put the aircon on, mate. Uses too much petrol. Yeah. Scarcity, poor mindset, etc. Just that it was just that was just my upbringing. Then I had to get past that. And then you get a car with aircon. Got the Merc, for instance. And even when I first got the Merc, I was like, "Fuck, no, I don't think I have the aircon on." Eh? Like, I don't know. Like, this this ninety five fuel on this thing, and I really? think I'm supposed to put ninety eight in it. Um, <laughs> and you know, and so it's like, oh, now my windows are electric. My uh, this thing's got aircon. It can be cool. It can cool me down after the gym. This is fucking sick. Oh, also, when it's cold in there, I can put a seat warmer on and heat the thing up. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus, man. And this thing, the seat moves electrically. My first one, I was having to crank like a thing, and there was no way to heat it up, and the seat was uncomfortable. Now I'm in some like race car seat in my Mercedes. <laughs> and now I get the Tesla, and the dude says to me, bro, coolest thing about this, you can control this car from your phone. So if you are at the beach and you park your car, that thing's going to heat up. You want to just a couple minutes before you go in there, go onto your phone, turn the temperature down so that when you get into your car, nice and cool, and you can go. And I'm like, wow, that's sick. Yeah. And I used it the other day, and it made me realize I'm like, all of this is just designed to make life more comfortable, more easy. And yep, that's great. But there's still a lot to be said for going through hard shit and getting used to it and getting some adversity. Wow, we've been, we've had it. Going so good and moving so fast. I mean, I don't know about you guys listening, but I grew up without a mobile phone. That shit wasn't invented. I don't. Re- I don't really remember the internet when I was a kid. I don't think that was might have been around, but I didn't know what it was. Um, like everything's happened so much in like fifteen and twenty years that it's almost like we've forgotten. You know Charlie Munger? Yeah. Warren Buffett's right hand. He said. <clears throat> The problem with the world isn't necessarily greed, it's envy. Yes, that's so good. And you have to conquer envy. He said, from when I was a kid in the Great Depression, I was safer walking around LA then when everyone was poor than I am now. Mathematically, on average, everything has improved by six times. He's got a whole lot of you know data categories, education, safety, uh, not yep. safety, sorry, education, wealth, all this kind of stuff. Medical, yep. Yep access to all of these things, information, and yet everyone's whinging more than he ever remembers. And he said it's not anything but envy. You're envying other people. So if you want to have a really good life and successful not just in dollar signs, but in your personal health and wealth, conquer envy. Yeah. And you'll just run away. Be great. I think it's a really big thing to try and... It'll be... You'll, when you like, it's tall poppy basically. Envious of other people, envious of someone having more than you, envious of, you know, someone's parents giving them a gift or whatever. Yep. You know, it fucks you up. You're, you're. It's it's envy that you're scared of of why you didn't want sponsorships because someone's going to be envious of us, envious of it, then confront you about it, mm. and that doesn't feel nice. No. But if you can conquer envy yourself, you start to laugh at it. Like someone says I spend too much money on cars and I'm like if you have a problem with uh, because I drive a nice car now you're going to have a real big problem with how wealthy I'll be in 15 years oh shit do you tell them that (laughs) yeah fuck yeah can you ring them from your Lambo when it's going (laughs) no that's a rotary what does a Lambo sound like oh dear yeah (laughs) Um, but if you can conquer that stuff then it's 
like you just feel so much better and I think it'll be an important trait to try and remove from your life over the next year as well yeah my other angle on the adversity is the new privilege because what I reckon is going to happen so this is the people who they'll tell people like oh you're privileged uh, you're white oh you got to you go to university like whatever people all have a different definition for what privilege is it's usually access to something that a you feel bad that you've had access to that other people haven't or that you didn't have access to that other people have you've got to figure out what your whole big fucking deal is with privilege and deal with that but what I reckon is going to happen I reckon it's going to go full circle probably won't because anyway let's play this out is that what we what we know from studying successful people is that a lot of them have been through really tough times. It's funny that, isn't it? You don't call them privileged, <laughs> but I reckon they'll become the new privileged people. So people that have gone through really hard things, sometimes they do get given a hand up or they get given a different pathway uh, or they have mental strength that other people don't have. They become motivational speakers and they talk about all the shit they went through. I reckon that... The losers that sit in the middle that will pull people down, whether they're privileged or whatever term they want to put on them, they'll start to attack those people eventually and be like, oh yeah, but you went through that and I haven't had to go through that, so you don't understand and it's going to go the whole way around from basically being like, you don't know what I've been through to now being like, you don't, you know, it's easy for you to say because you've been through that and I haven't. You're so lucky because you had a hard time when you were a kid. Yeah, Yeah. it'll it'll flip. (laughs) That's a pretty bold and big prediction. (laughs) But it comes back to what you just said. It comes back to envy. So the people that sit and then use other, like putting labels on other people are basically envious of what they've got and so they will try and tear them down. But they're still just going to be stuck in the middle and then even if it flips the other way, it'll be like, oh, well, you know, I haven't had any adversity. Fuck. So then they're not going to like those people as well and they'll still move nowhere. And... I was talking to a dude who uh, has had a, quite a successful career, made a lot of coin, but he just blows it every time. Mm-hmm. Alcohol, drugs, loses every job. He's like, "Fuck, man! Like, I just can't, I just can't do it." And and he's he's back to square one of trying to figure out how to get on the way back up. He's trying to find himself, all of that sort of shit, right? And it's like, oh, but you know, I've I've been so lucky. I've been able to go to. Um, university now I've been able to go to this country and so some people would call him privileged and I'm like yeah bro but it didn't matter for you because look where you are now you fucked it up yeah all that privilege what a waste so <laughs> if if you've had privilege or if you don't like people that have had privilege or whatever you term that to be with that one word that we put so broadly across things fuck people can still get it wrong whether someone's grown up in a family that's had heaps versus someone that hasn't then you've still got to learn how to navigate your pathway. So stop putting your lens on the world on other people's shit being like, ah, you know, you don't even know what it's like or whatever. It's like, well, of course you don't because we're all completely fucking different. Yeah. So we want some adversity. That's the summary. Yeah. 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 I think it's coming. So rock and roll, baby. Yeah, lean into it. Yep. Use it to your advantage. Yeah. And if 2023 gets hard, don't just like lean away and freak out. Be like, oh, yeah, okay. How can I get some smacks in the face here? Might go knock on nine doors get eight no's but get one yes sweet at least you got the one yes but the nine are the eight no's taught you like oh shit okay that taught me to keep going Mm. and to knock on the next door 2023 mate our 11 in this is it this is this does an hour 11 classes a megapod 
Hundred percent, mate. Yeah, because yeah. our ones are normally about half an hour race. This is like a double down. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Anything else from uh, your side, mate? That twenty twenty three brings for you? No, I think um, just to summarize, like remove, try and remove envy from your life. I really like that idea. When I heard Charlie say it, I was like, oh, that's. When I say become become a professional at not caring about what others think and what others are doing, that's what I mean. Removing yeah. envy. Um, I think it's it's going to be hard, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be a beautiful disaster. Beautiful disaster. The thing that I reckon's a bit boring about us, mate, is that we've gone. I reckon you start to with where we're at in our business life and stuff like that. There's no like more exponential jumps. It just becomes kind of doing more of the things that you know work and mm. less of the things that don't. So we don't have these kind of shiny examples of how fuck, I'm going to suddenly hire 86 you know, people or like whatever it is, like maybe go climb Everest and that's going to help me find myself. Or like yeah. it, It's just for us, we're boring. Like we need to keep doing what we're my, doing. My, my secret, and I know this for a fact for the next 10 years, is add more um, value. Yeah, <laughs> and it's basically consistently keep doing what you're doing, which is very boring. Yeah. Yeah. And get do better at doing that. and do better. Yeah. You can... And if you can train yourself to enjoy the process of that, you can get like a dopamine release from that as well. It's just as good as actually getting the reward. Mm. Um, the thing I would say for people that, because I know this is the time where we get into it to be like, okay, how can I make next year better? Pick one thing. And we've spoken about this before, but pick one thing and change one variable. So it might be you're going to decrease alcohol consumption or it could be I'm going to start meditating, I'm going to start journaling, I'm going to start writing things down that I'm grateful for. And I think what you'll find is once you embed one of those good habits, you can map what that change in that variable does for you. You won't need to do it for the whole year. You'll get three months in and be like, fuck, this is really good. I might layer on top of this something else. Yeah, one thing at a time. Yeah, and I had someone email me today and they're like, I've gotten so much out of your content. Um, I'm going to, like, I'm trying to start a side hustle. So I thought about an organic supermarket. Then I thought, well, maybe I should just sell like one product. I maybe so I should sell some donuts. I've started doing a podcast about golf and I was like, fuck, you haven't listened to the content. <laughs> I'm saying, don't do all of that shit. I'm saying, just do like one of those things. And I said, please don't, you don't need to start a podcast. If you're, I said, what's the reason you're doing this? It's probably extra income. Focus on the thing that's actually going to lead to that. Yeah. Turn off all the noise around it. Do the thing that's actually going to move you yeah, forward. Yeah, often, often we try and like make stuff over sexy and the really it's like you have to really think about why you're doing it, figure out what that is, and then often the answer is really boring. Yeah. And you just do it, and it's some, probably something repetitive. <laughs> yeah. And you get and you achieve it. Now, as we go into harder times, it becomes harder to give ourselves permission to uh, celebrate and to reward ourselves because we think, oh, should I really be doing that? And a quick story to finish, mate. Went to Bricky with my partner yesterday and rolled past a sunglasses store and I said to Taz, oh, it might just pop in here quickly. She's like, what? <laughs> roll out, I roll out of a pair of fucking Gucci sunglasses, yeah, don't I? Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Gucci sunnies in the Tesla. <laughs> Half a rack. $500 Yeah. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, there's a high chance I'll lose these before March. <laughs> it does happen. That's yes. why I've lost my, my last pair and I'm like, Fuck. Okay, these are. I'm like, I wonder if paying half a thousand dollars for a pair of sunglasses may make me do it. But for me, it's a it's a reward for a lot of the work I have been doing. And I'm like, okay, yes, I can do it, but hopefully I don't lose them. But 
I made the I went in there, prank, pick them, and and get out of there. And uh, it did give me quite a, like a good dopamine feeling or a feeling of like, oh yeah, this is pretty sick. But I know so next funny. week they ain't gonna like. I don't yeah. even know where they are. <laughs> but <laughs> but you've got to still whatever level you're at. You don't like don't go into debt to do this sort of shit. But make sure that you still reward yourself along the process. It could be getting a pay rise, for instance, and you go, well, you still you don't want to be like, oh, I'm just gonna scrooge every dollar and bloody put it all into sharesies and be real boring and disciplined. Mm. Like that's all good and well. There's still a part of you that is good for your brain to actually go and celebrate success and progress that you're you are making. It might not be buying a half a rack pair of um, Gucci sunglasses. It's so funny you say that because these Ray-Bans sitting right here is almost the exact same story. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I paid 500 bucks or 450 in Singapore. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I'm, this is my first real, because I just smashed them or <laughs> Lose like, them fishing? Mate, I've still got the case sitting in the car every time I take them off. Do the you? Car, Good yeah, man. I put them away. Nice. So it does... It did make me care for them a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Spending five hundred dollars on fucking sunglasses. I'll see how I go. I but it was my brain goes to while I was overseas. You know, my brain goes to business mode. I'm like, I wonder what these cost to make, and I'm like, mm. I don't want to know that. Three dollars. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think um, I personally like that message that you got to ask about 2023, and then it said wins and losses of 2022. Yeah, like my brain doesn't even think of rewarding myself, eh? Because I. I think I put so much effort into like a plan mm. thinking about it. I'm just on the journey. Yeah. And I am a shocker for stopping and having, you know, having a think about how far you've come or any of that stuff. Most of us are, yeah. I think. Like Most of the time I do it is because you tell me to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's actually really, really good for you. Uh, but I think you get a lot of fulfillment out of the process as well. So I think you get a reward out of doing what you need to do. I do personally, yeah. Yeah, and not everyone's like that. I get so fired up when I think of something. I put a strategy in place. Yeah. And, you know, like I've started doing this content stuff. Mm. And then, you know, one of my, my followers have gone up nearly a 1,000% and my videos are getting watched 6,000 times and shit like that. Yeah. And I feel nothing because yeah. I expected it because I planned it out. <laughs> I put a strategy in place to do it. I put time and effort, and I was like, in my head, it's not gonna, it can't fail. But like other other people are like, holy fuck, it's growing fast. Yeah, I just feel nothing. But it's because of that. But I enjoy it. That's I get, good. I get a kick out of being like, of course this is happening. On Friday, I planned this to happen. Before <laughs> I left on Friday, I sent you a video, and I put this on the story, but it was me making an advert to trying to trick people into I it. I love that, eh? It was yeah. so cool. And so what it is, it's an advert saying, welcoming you're listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast, and I've done one for Next Advisory as well. And I'm like, just kidding, because I'm wanting people to be like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't put this podcast on. <laughs> They're looking, being like, hang on. <laughs> And because they're going to look, because I know from all of the study and the work I've put into marketing, which is something I didn't study, but something I've had to learn, yeah. I'm like, great, they're going to be real confused, which means that they won't change it. They'll look at their phone and that will buy me time and I can talk quickly for them to be like, what the fuck? I'm supposed to be listening to Dom Harvey's running podcast or whatever the latest <laughs> thing they listen to. And they're going, well, that's the photo on my screen. Who's this dickhead talking to me? <laughs> and then that buys me over three seconds for them to kind of be hooked into it. And then uh, I'm telling them like, here's what I think you should be listening to, keep the change. And so I do that and I'm like, fuck man, I should be working at Saatchi and Saatchi in this country. Like, I should be running that shit. This is the smartest thing I've ever fucking seen in marketing. And I'm so full of myself and I'm... I've, <laughs> And I'm like sending it to you and I'm like, fuck, I'll put it on the story. I'm like, oh, who else can I tell? And I'm like, man, 
this is probably not going to do fucking anything. <laughs> so just calm down. <laughs> just and, wait and for the result. <laughs> but that, for me, that's so much fun and so enjoyable. Yeah. And it's not sending out an invoice or checking like my bank account and be like, oh, I got paid or whatever. It's like, man, that was fun. That yeah. was like, and I'm in my zone playing yeah. and getting to be creative. And I've learned that 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 shit for me is so much more rewarding than getting a 20G deal across the line or being like, okay, great, I'm, you know, I, this is going to happen or whatever. Yeah. Like that stuff's all good and well, but if you can find your sort of circle where you're truly in your zone and you're loving your shit, man, that's where you want to get to. So my suggestion for people in 2023 would be um, don't don't go through, this is probably a top podcast topic in itself too, don't go th- through a recession if you want to come out on the other side in the same job you already don't like. Like start now to be mm. like, what do I want to be doing? And, and you've got to build yourself up and it could be, well, I can't change jobs. Well, then you've got to find a way to be able to build yourself back up outside of um, you know, your job. So therefore, it's your responsibility to go, what brings me energy? What lifts me up? What can fill my bucket back up? And that's no one else's responsibility by your own mm-hmm. to try and do that. Don't blame your employer for being like, they've got no vision. Oh, I've got no pathway here. If you don't like your job, if you don't like your life, that's your fucking fault. Resign. Sort it out. Like, yeah. And, and don't go looking for all the fashionable shit about, oh, I want somewhere that's more progressive and more transparent in the workplace or all this different shit that you read about people needing. It's like, well, what, what do you need? And try yeah. and find those things and create ways that you can work inside them so you can build yourself up and be fulfilled. Easy, Should we get mate. out of here? Hour 20? That'd probably do it, eh? Yeah, that's a goodie, eh? Should we cover what Twitter... <laughs> 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 we we better do a 2022 review. Uh, we will at do that. Time. Yeah. yeah, we'll do a part two of this one, and it'll yep. be what did we learn and what are we what did we win and lose at during 2022. Yeah, there'll be a few of those, mate. Yep. Uh, good luck, everyone out there. I'm I'm just getting myself in the mindset of being just massively excited for it. So pumped. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fired up, mate. I just can barely like actually contain it. Oh shit! Bring it. <laughs> When's January first? <laughs> Hey, we'll have to do a review of this podcast in 12 months' time and then talk about this one and see, like, okay, That'll how did it really go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>